here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Live from the land of Las Wages, Las Vegas, Nevada, my name is Jason Gold and welcome to Gambling with Gold. And I could not do this without my co-host, as always, my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Friday? Dude, it's so early, man. I feel like I'm on like rush hour drive-by radio right now. Fucking struggling. <laughs> but you're probably way off, way worse than I am right now, so I can't be complaining. I was at the craps table until about 4 a.m. or so my wife tells me that's when I came back to the room. I don't really remember. Allegedly. Feeling great. Feeling alive. Got a nice triple espresso right here. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to make <laughs> some week nine best bets. That's why we're here. I'll be yes, heading sir. to the sportsbook right after this. BetMGM Sportsbook right at the base of Mandalay Bay. I'll be heading in there, placing all of these bets. So without further ado, let's get into some Champions Round information and business, and then we will head into our Week 9 Best Bets. If you want to enter the contest to win our Ricky Williams and Tyrod Taylor jersey, all you have to do is follow us on TikTok, DM us at Champions Round on either Twitter or Instagram, and you will be entered to win those two. We will be drawing that, I believe, tomorrow. And then we have a couple more giveaways to do throughout the week, including a Ryan Tannehill signed Titans helmet and a Matthew Stafford signed Rams jersey for Sunday Night Football. We will be talking about that game in a little bit. Very excited giveaways. That's all I have for Champions Run information. Let's get to what we came here for. Week 9, best bets. Let's go make some money in Las Vegas, Dan. Why don't you start us off with your number one pick? Yes, sir. First pick, man. I'm going, going with a big favorite here, the Buffalo Bills over... The Jacksonville Jaguars, 14 and a half. This is hefty. This is a really hefty number. But what we've seen is that the Jags are fucking terrible. And the Bills, 5-0-1 against the spread against losing opponents this year. 4-1 in their last five in Jacksonville against the spread. The Bills are the best team in the AFC right now. I think they, they go out and prove it. Jacksonville is on a one-way ticket to the first pick in the draft here, fighting with the Detroit Lions and the uh, Houston Texans. So, yeah, man, I gotta fade him. Gotta continue to bl- gotta continue to fade him. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the the Buffalo Bills here. That is not what I expected to hear as the number one pick. We're laying 14 and a half points on a road team. Let's go, blow, Dan. Blow let's him out. The, let's give him the unexpected. I actually think that <laughs> you know I I think the Buffalo is probably gonna put up a big big number in this game. Jacksonville, you're gonna ask their offense to score probably at least 17 points to get this within the number. I don't at think least. they're gonna do it against. Buffalo, who has yards per play. We talked about this a little on Tuesday. Yards per play, that's the best defense in football. So I could definitely see it. I could see a – even if Buffalo scores, I don't know, four touchdowns, 28 points, I'm not sure the Jags are getting within that number. Uh, where are the, the Jags' points coming from? That's that's where I'm wondering, you know. Like I feel like uh, the Bills, they've had a lot of time. I mean, I don't know. This Bills team, we haven't even seen Stephon Diggs really go off. And I just don't see who they're going to be able to stop on that on that team. Yeah, I feel we talked about this a little bit yesterday on our Instagram live, but I feel like one of those two number two receivers, Sanders or Beasley's, going to have a giant day against the Jaguars tomorrow or on Sunday. I'd love to see it be Gabe Davis, but yeah, that's I got a lot of stock in Gabe Davis too. He's been dropped in every league that I had, but uh, I thought he was going <laughs> to yeah. be due for a big season this year, and uh, that did not happen. All right, I guess I'll move over to my number one pick. Mm-hmm. I rode with this team in their first matchup. And Trey Lance decided to put up a zero burger. I'm rolling it back at home this time. San Francisco plus one hosting the Cardinals. I think I might be getting massive closing line value here. We're not 100% sure if Kyler's going to be playing. 
We don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to be playing or what's going on in that wide receiver Absolutely. room. It's a little dicey at this point. The concern is that Arizona's had quite a bit of time to prepare for this game. They're a little bit well-rested. You assume that their defense is going to be in a good spot. But I think San Francisco coming out of the bye, we saw it last week against the uh, the Bears. They're rolling. They're a little bit healthy. I like Jimmy G in this matchup a lot more than I like Trey Lance. I think that they get this done at home this time. And this is kind of how the NFC West works, right? Every the single team has a team that they beat. San Francisco yeah. always beats Arizona. I know that they didn't last time. It was a little fluky, but go back and look at their record. San Francisco always dominates Arizona, specifically in San Francisco. So I think this is a great matchup, great time of year to continue betting against Cliff Kingsbury. This will be my number one pick on the board. Uh, you want to head over to your number two or you want to yeah, talk let, more about how gross this San Francisco pick is? No, I actually don't mind it mainly because the uncertainty around Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. You're getting this at plus money um, or plus odds, at least right before closing, before the, any of that stuff is really uh, clarified. So I think this is the time to do it if you're going to do it. Um, so I totally agree with that. Yeah, my second pick, I'm going with Houston five and a half. Uh, against the Miami Dolphins. Kind of confused at this line now that Tyrod Taylor has officially been named the starter. We saw him in the first game, first couple games of the season. Play very well, very competent, way better than Davis Mills. Miami is going to be missing Devontae Parker. I think this is going to be a shootout. Definitely taking the over on this game because both of these defenses are not that good. But I think that Tyrod Taylor has enough to uh, keep it interesting here. I'm not really sure what's going on in the backfield for the Texans, but I'm not really worried about that. Uh, him and Brandon Cooks have a great rapport. I think we're going to see Tyrod Taylor make this one interesting and uh, cover five and a half. So love the Texans here as underdogs. You don't have to convince me on the Texans. This is my gross bet of the week. It is hey. one of my best bets of the week. Uh, I I talked about it on the Tuesday show. I already bet Houston plus seven and a half for a lot. I'm glad that I got that number in. I played a, paid a little juice on it, minus 125, but I knew that Tyrod was going to start. So right, figured that it was going to move down a little bit. Five and a half, really good number. Four and a half, probably still good. Anything above four, I'm definitely on the Texans. I love that over. Sure. I already bet it at 45. It's like it's 45 and a half right now. Mm-hmm. That's still better up. I probably bet it to 47. I do think there's going to be a lot of points in this game, as do you. So give me the Texans. Uh, it was my fifth pick in here, just because it moved down my contest that I'm playing it at is four and a half. A little bit scary going south of six, but that's seven and a half. That's my biggest bet of the week. Uh, other than I'll talk about one later, but I have uh, yeah, I'll say it right now. Rams teaser piece. Rams Eight. teaser piece. I have in about everything. Like there are ten bets uh, surrounded with that. Um, <laughs> best one there would be Rams minus one and a half and uh, Browns plus eight and a half, just because it's the full one like teaser. That. So yeah, I was going to um, say the, Brown, the Browns teaser sounds perfect. Actually, yeah, it's actually. That's so that's probably my biggest bet of the week. But outside of that, that Houston plus seven and a half. Love it. Let's get gross. That's what we do better than anyone else. <laughs> like we say, we're not the sharpest, we're not the best, but we are the grossest, and that's what we get done for you guys. Disgusting. Love it. Yeah. All right. Uh well, speaking of gross, let's go here. Number two pick on the board. The Atlanta Falcons plus six and a half against the New Orleans Saints. Oh, that is Look, gross. Ooh. No one wants to bet on the Falcons. Who wants to do this to yourselves? Why would you ever do this to yourself? Against a Saints team that just beat the Buccaneers? Don't do this to yourself. Don't make life harder than it is. I like making life harder than it has to be. Let's go on the Falcons. Come on, baby. I think that they can keep this inside the number of Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I don't have confidence that they're going to 
play as well as they did last week. That was definitely a game to get up for. I know this defense can have success against the Falcons, but divisional opponent, divisional dog, six and a half points. I'm thinking that you're going to keep it inside. Give me 24-20 Saints in the uh, Falcons cover plus six and a half. I like the play, man, because I'm looking at the uh, – trying to look at the books right now, and the books aren't too convinced about the Saints. I'm only seeing 57% of the of the money on, on the Saints right now. I expected that to be a lot higher. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's a nice little lane for the Falcons to actually – cover here and we, we, i think it was announced trevor simeon's going to be the starter not Taysom hill so i don't know what has trevor simeon really done we've seen him in the broncos we've seen him what was he on the jets for a time i feel like he's been on so yeah. many teams is that really that reliable michael thomas isn't coming back so it's not like their their offense has really changed that much other than getting mark ingram and watching alvin Kamara running down their throat but i don't know i think that this team loses a little bit of value with james winston not at quarterback so i think you're getting a nice little you're getting a nice little edge there with the uh, the Falcons, so I'm not mad at it. The, the way that the Saints cover this game is turnovers, and the way yeah. that Atlanta covers this game is no turnovers. So this is basically the entire game. It's just, can Matt Ryan not be an asshole for 60 minutes? <laughs> He's That's been pretty it. good. He's been good since the bye week, so we'll see. I think he could keep it competitive. I think you're right. It's the, it's the divisional matchup that I think gives a little bit more of the edge to Atlanta here. If this was just a random team that they were going up against, I don't – I don't think they'd have that much success, but uh, I think that this is going to play some, there's going to be some extra motivation here. Yeah. I think at five and a half, I'm probably close to a stay away, but six and a half, that's just too much value there. Yep. All right. Let's move over to your number three pick. My number three fading my birds going to chargers minus one and a half on the road versus Philly. I think Brandon Staley finally figures out. I talked about it on Tuesday. I think he's finally going to figure out how to stop teams from running all over their de- their uh, defense and you know it's only good. the guy's an analytical dude I think it's only a matter of time before he figures it out Herbert's been quiet I think we'll see Mike Williams get a little bit more love this week I think he'll be peppered with targets with Darius Slay worried with uh, bothered by Keenan Allen um, and really the Chargers are four and one against the spread in their last five road games eight and three against the spread overall in their last eleven. The Birds, they're flying high off of a huge win off of a dog shit team as the Detroit Lions. So I think it's a great opportunity to fade them. Um, They're small one and a half point favorites, but, you know, I'll take that. So it's a little bit of a public play. There's a lot of the public bigger bets. Well, let's say a lot of the ticket count is on the Chargers. It is a lot lot of sharp money on the Eagles. And the reason that that came in is because Herbert was injured or they thought he was injured. Early in the week, he's a full participant on Thursday, full go for Sunday. I think this line is going to creep back up. I actually saw it move from one and a half to two in one of the books earlier today. So if you can get charges at one and a half money line, something like that, I'm in. This is actually my fifth pick. I'm with you. I think the Chargers get it done here. They've had two horrible games in a row with a bye split in the middle. Patriots was just a bad matchup. We we talked about this, but Belichick and that defense versus Herbert. They've played two years in a row. It's just not good for him. Uh, he's not developed enough to understand what the Patriots are going to throw at him. Before that bad situation against Baltimore, Wink Martindale threw together a lot of stuff at him. The Eagles aren't going to do that. The Eagles do what they do in different kinds. They're, they don't really mix it up very much. So they don't. Herbert's going to know exactly what he has to do in different situations in this game. Staley's going to be on top of it. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to stop the run as much as you do. I hope so for our bet. 
I'm not as confident, but I do think that the Chargers can outscore the, the birds in this game. And I think that the Chargers can do a really good job of containing Jalen Hurts. If you go back and look at that Ravens game, they actually did a really good job of containing Lamar Jackson through the air. An okay job on the ground. Um, so I expect Hurts to struggle a little bit in this game. He would not be one of my fantasy plays for this week uh, if you have another quarterback that's decent enough to play over him. And, uh, yeah, I'm on the Chargers with you. I don't know about the total right now. Total sitting at 47, 48, something like that. Um, let me go and check that real quick. Yeah, I see it got the, bumped up to 49, 50. 49 and, 49 and a half. And a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe I like the under there a little bit. Chargers have, despite their offense being relatively prolific, have played in a lot of under games this year. Uh, seems like maybe I got a – let's go 27-20 Chargers here. That sounds that sounds reasonable. Maybe I get 27, right. 23 just to make it interesting for the birds a little bit. Get I like it. All right. There. So yeah, I would buy this up to 50, uh, get on that key number. But uh if it keeps trying up, maybe I don't have to buy it there. But definitely love the under there. If he gets to 50, chargers minus one and a half, chargers money line, all that good stuff. Let's do it. Uh my number three pick of the week. I'm going opposite of gross, so maybe that's not gonna work out for us, but <laughs> Sunday night football Rams minus seven and a half. I actually saw it got down to seven uh, minus one fifteen at one book. I pounded on that. Uh, I said teaser minus one and a half. Love that. That's my best actual best bet of the week. But I think the Rams come in here and absolutely smoke. They've been great on Sunday night football. I think the fans are going to be fired up for a Sunday night football game. Little little nighttime action in L.A. always gets everybody excited. Come for the show. The uh, Tennessee Titans three straight. Big games. At some point, they just have to be absolutely exhausted. There's no way that they can keep up this. They got their big win against the Colts last week. The division is relatively settled. I know the Colts won last night, but Titans can afford to lose a couple games. And the Rams, I I think this is the time to show that they are, like I said on Tuesday, they're the Super Bowl contenders. The Super Bowl is in L.A. and runs through L.A. This is the time they show it. I think that they put up a big, big game. And I also like the Rams over 30 and a half. Uh, team total on points. Uh, give me the Rams. Oh, you're gonna like this one. Rams 41 17. I Dang. think it is a absolute a blowout. Absolute okay. blowout. Um, so this is my fifth bet of the uh, the slate here. And I'm with you. We talked about it on Tuesday here. I think that this is the fade, the Titans moment. And Stafford hasn't really played that much, like, he didn't even play in the fourth quarter last game. He's one of the he's one of the only QBs in the NFL whose QBR has gone up this year. Um, this is the this is the moment here. This is where the the LA Rams show that they're one of the best teams in football. They just got Von Miller. Good luck, Ryan Tanhill. It's going to be a long freaking day. You don't have they're they're touting you know what I'm saying Adrian Peterson right now that he looks great. It's Adrian Peterson. I get it, but this man's going to plot his way for 20 carries for 58 yards against a team like this. So I don't see much upside here. Julio Jones isn't healthy. Antonio um, uh, AJ Brown is solely dependent on play action fake. If you really can't get that going, I don't. I feel like that if Adrian Peterson enters the game, he's not catching the ball. So yeah. you almost know like it's you're telegraphing your play. So I just think it's going to be rough for the Titans here. Um, yeah, I see this also being a pretty, pretty uh, not in a close game for the uh, the Rams here. So I'm taking them seven and a half. That just makes sense to me. It's it has to figure that after three games of playing awesome. And now Henry's out. You have to adjust your entire offensive philosophy on the fly. Yeah. yeah. Like if there's any time for this to be a smash spot in terms of fading the Titans, 
it's this week. You're not going to get another opportunity. If they end up inside of this number, they're like one of the greatest gambling teams of all time. This is the spot that you have to fade the Titans. It's not even like a bet. I think the Rams are going to play great, but it's not even a bet on the Rams. It's just a fade on the Titans. Right. Totally agree. All right. What is your uh, number four bet of the week? So my number four pick, the Giants plus three and a half against the Raiders. This is my first time actually taking the Giants this season, and it's really Danny Dimes that I have more faith in than the Raiders here. The Raiders, we saw them come out of adversity with the John Gruden situation, come out, smashed. Uh, I think it was – was it the Eagles? I think it was the first team that they beat. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, this Henry Rugg stuff – I think is actually going to sink a little bit deeper um, into the team, the chemistry, you know, this affected David Carr or Derek Carr, excuse me, a lot. Um, can't imagine that that team they're playing on humbled hearts right now. And I feel like that's going to play some kind of a factor here and three and a half points. You're giving me the hook with the giants. I think that this is a spot where they can get it done. No Saquon again, but who cares? Saquon hasn't been there for like two years anyway. So I feel like Danny Dimes has figured it out. Kadarius Tony doesn't seem like he's gotten a serious injury, so he'll be back. Maybe Kenny Galladay can get out there. We don't know about Sterling Shepard yet, but I think it'll be enough for this Giants team to figure out a way to get within three and a half points here. Um, it's more of just a fade against the Raiders, their situation. They've seen that their their rush at the rush and their pass defense hasn't been as great as it was earlier in the season. So I think it's it's gonna be tough for them to get up, play a game, and actually cover the, the spread here. So I'm gonna take the Giants. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you here, and it's mostly based on the rug situation and how I think this is going to affect the team, too. Like, this is situationally, if you would have thought about it before the rugs crash, uh, Raiders are coming off by, Giants on a short week, Giants stink at home. Raiders, we've seen a very competent team, so I would have been on the Raiders, but you're right. And maybe it's, maybe it's just our feeling on it, but how do you not, like, get distracted by that. This is a way worse situation than the Gruden thing. It's so like the whole crash is terrible for everybody involved. Obviously the yeah. loss of life, but in rugs, I, whatever it, it's really terrible. So uh, yeah, I don't know how you, I don't know how you come back from that. Like it's going to take a little time to settle in. I know these guys yeah. are professionals and are used to dealing with this sort of stuff, but the humans too, man, like this, this shit's gotta, this has got to, it's got to affect the team a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's in, you know, like that's just a crazy instance to happen mid in the beginning of the week while you're preparing to actually play a game. Like I wouldn't even want to play a game. Like my teammate yeah. is going through some shit. Like, I don't know. It just feels like a lot to uh, have to play with. So yeah, I think it's for me though. I'm, I'm betting. I'm throwing my bankroll on this. I gotta, I'm going to play the narrative here and, and think that's going to be too much for the Raiders. So yeah, I got to go giants here. Three and a half. All right, I'm probably with you. Uh, I actually like this a lot as a teaser piece at home, bringing it up. Uh, if you yep. have it three, three, I've seen the two and a half, some places, three and a half, some places. You're still going to get it up to you know nine, nine and a half. So like That's that number a lot. Yeah. yeah, like that a lot. Uh, my number four pick of the week, getting gross here, Carolina plus three and a half at home. I don't know who the quarterback is. I don't care if it's <laughs> Sam Darnold. I actually would prefer if it's P.J. Walker at this point. But yeah. <laughs> look, the Patriots should not be – with this current iteration of their team, given where they are offensively, should not be three-and-a-half-point road favorites versus pretty much anyone not named the Dolphins, Texans, or Lions. Shouldn't happen. Carolina is a competent team. Their cornerbacks are incredible. They have four that are like in the top 25% of the NFL right now. I think they're going to shut down Mac Jones. 
it's not that easy to run on this defense. I think it's a low scoring game. Obviously, you see the over under is 41 right now. So I don't know if I would play it, but I think it's going to be really low scoring. Carolina is doing some okay things offensively. I do not really care who the quarterback is i think they'll find success on the ground versus this patriots team they'll keep it with inside the number plus three and a half uh i don't know if they're gonna end up winning this game but uh i definitely will have them as a uh my round robin underline or blah, underdog money line parlay uh for sure so yeah give me carolina plus three and a half i like it i actually was thinking about i was between that um i was between that and the the bears and uh who's the bears the bears and the um the bears and, and uh pittsburgh steelers gotcha but end, ended up going with the uh carolina panthers here really because like i feel like belichick because he doesn't really know we don't know cmc still might play <laughs> outside yep. chance that he could get out there i mean pj walker how do you prepare for him i mean i don't know i guess you just don't throw the ball <laughs> i guess it's the way not to do uh, it. i'm prepare literally hoping him. that it is pj walker because sam darnold yeah. belichick knows what to do there Last no, he knows exactly he knows exactly what to do with, with with sam darnold so that's why i'm thinking like the fact that they're keeping him in the dark a little bit i feel like could add a little bit of mystique that you need to get carolina to at least be competitive um three and a half point three points so yeah i, I like the angle there all right uh, do we have any more picks on the board? You threw five. Yeah, I threw five. So my last one was the uh, the Raiders. I'm sorry, the Raiders, the Rams over the uh, Titans. But I will throw in my last. I'll throw in a six. Nice, one, a little, like a little secret sauce, a little extra, a little, little extra sauce. So hot take. I think that the Ra- so Ravens minus six. I'm gonna take them mm-hmm. coming off of a bye, playing against the the uh, the Vikings. My hot take is Mike Zimmer is gonna get fired at the end of this game. Spicy. <laughs> Let's go. This, this, they've been waiting for the moment. This is going to be the moment because they're going to get slaughtered. And Kirk Cousins, you know, it's it's really just the play calling. Like, they, he, he needed to throw the ball downfield. He had a lot of success last game. And then he just started doing this dink and dunk shit, and it just wasn't working. And I think coming off of the bye here, you don't want to face a Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson. Rashad Bateman's not – even I don't I think he was absent from practice this morning, but not too concerned about it, man. I think this is really just a fate of how bad the Vikings don't trust in Mike Zimmer. And this is what's going to be the the end. It's the end of the road for him, man. I think this is where it goes. This is where it all yeah. goes off the rails. The Vikings lose it. Um, yeah, Ravens minus six. Let's go. That is so spicy. I love it. Now, how do I go ahead and bet? Mike Zimmer as a first coach fired because first coach fired. Right. <laughs> Gruden resigned. That didn't count. He didn't get didn't fired. Count. Nope. Nope. Mike, Mike Zimmer, you're going to have to fire his ass to get him out of the building. So <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I I'm going to make that bet somewhere today. Uh, all right. I, I do have a six pick also team that we talked about now. Odellis going with the Browns. This is a, plus this is a great, and a great. Love this play too. Browns plus two and a half at Cincinnati. Look, I wish that Cincinnati would have won last week against the Jets. We saw that Jets team last night. They put up a 30-burger against the Colts defense. They're a little spicy, so don't hate that one. But, uh, yeah, I I think that the Browns are being criminally undervalued here right now. If you would have talked to me before the season, the Browns would have been favored in the spot. If you were talking to me two weeks ago, the Browns would have been favored in the spot. So two and a half points of value. Give it to me. I like it. I think that Baker has actually proven – that he plays better without Odell, something weird in his head about having to force the ball or whatever. Uh, I think that they will play better with just Jarvis Landry out there. 
Nick Chubb. I think he's going to have a lot of success, success on the ground. And I think that this uh, this Browns defense, their front four, can get home versus the Bengals offensive line that can be a little porous at times. Uh, I do like a lot of – I like Joe Burrow's over passing yards, and I like the T. Higgins over receptions. I saw your boy Sean Corner from uh, Action Network mm-hmm. had those two uh, on the board also. I like those. So maybe I'll play the over in this one. looks like it's 47 right now. But I think that the Browns are going to be able to uh, get this one done. Yeah, if you take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals vulnerabilities, it's really their ability to not defend against opposing running backs. If you look at their numbers, they're they're just as bad as the as the Jets. I think the Jets might have creeped up on them uh, from three to four or four to three, excuse me, um, in terms of uh, receptions and yards allowed to opposing running backs. It's crazy how bad they are. I mean, we saw what the Jets did to them. So at this point, I don't know that I can trust the Bengals defensively. I do love Burroughs over. I think Burroughs been been one of the best quarterbacks over the last several weeks. Um, and that offense is just so explosive. But their defense is a problem. And when you look at the Browns, I actually think that this is like where a narrative actually goes into their favor of like Odell's kind of been a headache for a while now and all the drama and shit, get it out the way. I think Baker will probably have one of his better games. It's going to be like torn labrum. What happened to that? Yeah. Um, just because he's just wanting to spite um, Odell Beckham and his shenanigans. So I wouldn't be surprised here if we see the Browns come out, right. Uh, come out outright, get the victory um, and make this division even more competitive. I'm totally with you. All right, let's move on. Close out the show with some other best bets that you may have. What else you got on the board, Dan? Man, this I don't I don't really love the rest of the lines here. Um, yeah, it's the the Packers and the Chiefs. I, I tend to want to lean the Chiefs here, like to finally figure it out. <laughs> with maybe it'll yeah. take Jordan Love to to actually make this uh, an opportunity where the Chiefs can actually cover a game. Um, but it's a stay away from me, man. Like I just don't, I, I can't trust them at this point. We saw their, their offense get, uh, Gore involved. Who was like, who the hell is this guy? Um, <laughs> Tyreek is still doing his thing, but like, I don't know. Mahomes, it's just not there that the Mojo's not there with the chiefs right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers, uh, came back and, 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 uh, did a backdoor cover here somehow, some way figure it out. So that's a stay away from me. And I think the only other game on the slate would be the bears. And the and the Steelers, which I don't know, coming off of Justin Fields' best game, part of me thinks that the Steelers might have a little bit of a letdown at home, uh, thinking that they can just roll over the Bears. And uh wouldn't be surprised if the Bears cover. So I'm gonna take that. That's gonna be my my door my dark horse gross pick of the week would be the Bears six and a half against the the Steelers after they just uh won outright against the uh the uh who, who they play last the week Browns. the browns the browns that's right browns yeah my concern with chicago i love that number six and a half and over under 39 uh makes a lot of sense to play that but i don't know if their offense is gonna be able to move the ball at like pittsburgh steelers with their defense and that defensive front and then chicago's offensive line issues and fields holding the ball forever like they may score zero points literally <laughs> zero points so maybe yeah. i'll do maybe i'll do chicago plus six and a half, and I'll do the under on their team total. One of those two has to come through. Uh, maybe there's a chance that you get both and get lucky. Maybe it's like a, yeah. I don't know, 13-10 game or something like that. So, But you could see that, though. I feel like that's – Yeah, absolutely. Ben, ben Roethlisberger hasn't proven that much offensively. Um, Najee Harris is probably going to have a good game. 
Uh, but that's still going to that's going to run the clock down. Right. If he's running effectively, you're going to be using time on the clock. So I could still see that being an under game script. So I don't know what their team total is. It's probably going to be like 16 and a half or something like that. Something like that. Uh, what's the chance that they score 17 points and don't cover? I feel like that's highly unlikely in the situation. So I'll be playing both of those. Uh, my other two bets on the board that I want to talk about were Giants Vegas under 48. I think there'll be less scoring than people think in that game. Uh, mm. Obviously, we, we don't think that the Raiders offense is going to click. I don't expect the Giants to put up a 30-burger either. So I expect a low-scoring game there. And then Minnesota-Baltimore under uh, 49.5. Look, the Vikings just haven't been in shootouts lately, like at all. They've been playing these really slow, long games with no points. I think the Ravens will be fine to just keep the ball on the ground and run up their ass and keep the clock moving. So, uh, yeah, give me the under 49 and a half there. I would love it if it got to 50. I do not see a 50 on the board yet, but if that comes on the board, I will double down on my bet. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the, I guess the last game we didn't talk about Dallas and the Denver Broncos here, seeing that over under at 49, kind of like the over there, just given what the Denver Broncos just lost in Von Miller um, I think that they'll have to be playing catch up with a very explosive Dallas offense. So wouldn't be surprised if Teddy Teddy Two Gloves does his thing a little bit. Maybe gets Jerry Judy involved. Maybe hopefully we see more Javante Williams. But I, I, yeah, I don't really see a recipe for this to be under, considering how many points Dallas could potentially put up on on Denver and Denver having to play catch up. Yeah, I'm kind of with you in this game. I, I lean towards the over. I do like a lot of the Broncos player props uh overs which is not a place that you always want to be but i do think that they're gonna play <laughs> that's in gross territory <laughs> that's definitely in gross it. territory my friend uh <laughs> teddy over uh passing yards i probably like judy or sutton receiving yards over for sure uh maybe over receptions or over longest receptions for javante and melvin i've actually been playing those a lot recently they've been a lot of fun is the number one running back over longest receptions and nothing else mm. Like Jonathan Taylor last night, I had over 11 and a half yards longest reception. He had a 20 burger. Uh, Michael Carter, I also had had his, and I also had under on everything Michael Carter other than that. So I think I'm going to keep playing those this week, see if uh, any of those come through. The non-gross like territory, it. betting overs, not gross. Not gross yeah, enough that, for us. It, it's Man, I betting Melvin Gordon to me is just the grossest thing that you could possibly do. I just been, I've been fading Melvin Gordon for, like probably his whole career. Every time that I've gone for it, I always fucking lose. So, like, yeah, he's like Virginia Tech to me. Can never bet on him. Yikes. All right. Let's uh, let's close it out. Do you have any other bets on the board that we want to talk about? Or are we through everything? I think we ran through them all, man. Um, I haven't gotten to my player props yet. So, I'll I'll be dropping some of those a little bit later today. But, um, yeah, check out my Twitter. I'll, I'll be dropping something for you. Fantastic. All right. That does it for episode 28, our week nine best bets. Dan, until next time, hopefully I make it back from Vegas. Uh, yes, sir. And we can talk next Tuesday with the uh, week 10. Week Get 10 gross on the books, us. man. Take, take, them, take them for everything they have. <laughs> I'll be at the craps table in about 14 minutes after I'm done editing this <laughs> podcast. So can't wait. Uh, oh, so yeah. We'll feel like it. Hopefully Sunday is a profitable day for us. Until next time, thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Peace out. Peace.